everybody welcome back to my podcast um today we're going to be talking about the disappearance of madeline mccann um it's a very well-known case it's probably like the most well-known case of a missing person in the world um this is my first true crime case that i'm doing for my podcast and i'm really excited about it because I really enjoyed doing my previous episode, which was just like a really short get to know me episode. So go and watch that if you want to know a bit more about me. Um, But yeah, anyway, I'm really excited. So let's start talking about the case of Madeline McCann. Um, So the disappearance of Madeline McCann... Um, was actually called the most heavily reported missing person case in history by the Daily Telegraph. Um, so it's really a well-known case, and you probably already know about it. Um, like there's big deal in the news today. Um, I'm going to talk a bit more about like why it might be so big. Um, Anyway, later, um, anyway, yeah, so, Kate and Jerry McCann are Madeline McCann's parents. They are both physicians. Um, Kate McCann graduated from the University of Dundee with a degree in medicine, um, and she's currently a GP. And then Jerry McCann graduated from the University of Glasgow with a bachelor's degree in sports science and then received a medical degree in 2002 and he's currently a cardiologist consultant um and then they had a daughter in 2003 called madeline mccann um her birthday is may 12 2003 so she's just a couple of months younger than me um and she was born in Leicester, which is a city in the East Midlands of England in Leicestershire. Um, she has blonde hair, blue-green eyes, and there's like a rare dark blemish in the iris of her right eye. Um, and in 2005, the McCanns had two had twins. Um, called Sean and Emily. Um, so Madeline McCann um, disappeared on the night of May 3rd, 2007, after being left alone in an apartment um, with her two siblings in Portugal. Um, and she was three at the time, nearly four. So, on the 28th of April, 2007, the McCanns and their three children arrived in Portugal at the Ocean Club Complex in Tridalus, which is owned by Mark Warner, which is just like a holiday kind of, I don't know what you would call it, like a holiday company, like it provides people with holidays and things. Um... And seven of their friends also joined them on holiday, and they became known as the Tapas Seven. 
Um, and so Prior de Louvre is a town, I think, or maybe a village. I'm not really sure. I'll say town. Um, in the south of Portugal, in the Algarve region. Um, so that's where they were all staying. And Portugal is like, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty close to like, um, I think Morocco. So it's like, I read that it's like a two and a half hour boat journey to Morocco. Um, so a lot of people think that Madeline was like taken on a boat somewhere because it would be quite easy to like get out of the country to like an literally another continent um Africa so yeah before I start talking about the 3rd of May 2007 and what happened that day um I just want to talk about the apartment 5a which is the apartment that the McCanns were staying in um which is which was a part of the ocean club resort um but actually the resort wasn't in like a enclosed sort of resort it was open to like main roads and stuff and cars could drive through it like it wasn't an enclosed sort of thing so um, that's kind of important in this case, I guess, but anyway, so the McCanns and their friends all rented apartments in the same block as them, but the McCanns was the most exposed unit, um, and next to the McCanns apartment was a road, actually, um, so it wasn't, so it was on the outside of the block. Um, so, the patio is basically, faces the tapas restaurant, so the patio of apartment 5A faces the, um, tapas restaurant, which is where the parents would go every night while the kids were asleep um and basically from the patio you go into the living area um and then next to the living area is the parents bedroom um and then the kids room was right next to the front entrance and the front entrance doesn't face the tapas restaurant it is basically like it faces onto a road so as you drive to the resort you see the front entrance of the apartment block which um the window of the kids room is right next to the front entrance um so it doesn't like you can't see 
because the index numbers are just on basically. Um, and then, so, um, on the, and then on the left of the McCann's apartment is apartment 5C. Um, and also the patio doors only, you could only lock them from the inside. So that's, so the patio door was left unlocked basically the night of the 3rd of May. Um, yeah, so now I'm just going to talk about the 3rd of May and what happened that day. So on the 3rd of May 2007, over breakfast, Madeline asked her parents why they didn't come home when she was crying the night before. Um, and the parents actually said that, um, they think that someone had tried to kidnap Madeline the night before, but decided not to, um, for some reason. Uh, but that doesn't really make sense to me because wouldn't she, like, tell the parents why didn't you come like someone was in the apartment and then like why would she say that she was crying like why didn't they come because there's a lot of reasons why your kids will be crying not like there's a lot of reasons basically um so i just thought that was weird um, during the day, the kids, um, went to a kids club while Jerry and Kate, while they had a tennis lesson, um, and the family also spent time by the pool that day. Um, at 7pm, the parents got ready to go out for the evening. The twins were put in a travel cot, or I think they had a travel cot each, next to Madeline's bed, um, and the children were settled. Uh, the shutters outside the bedroom, the kids' bedroom, were closed, and the window was also closed, but the door to the kids' bedroom was left slightly open. Um, and that night, um, the adults went out at 8.30pm, um, they left, the Kate and Jerry left the apartment to go to the tapas restaurant to be with their friends, leaving their kids at home. Um, and everyone who was on holiday with the McCanns also left their kids in their apartment alone. Um... So, the tapas restaurant was 100 yards or 180 feet away from the apartment, um, and, there's, and basically the pool of the resort was in between the apartment and the tapas restaurant. Um, and the for the holiday, the adults had also devised a rotor system 
do check on all of their children during the evening. Um, and so every like half an hour, an adult would go and check on the kids. Um, and the McCanns and friends had resort staff leave a note in the resort message book reserving a ta- um, the same table each night for 8.30pm and basically they reserved a table which had a view of the apartments. Um, but a lot of the staff have actually said you couldn't see the block of apartments from the table where they were sitting because there was a windshield in the way. Um, so, yeah, but also, you couldn't see a win- the window in the kids' bedroom from the apartments, from the tapas restaurant. So there was just a lot of things, like, that they couldn't see. Um, so the McCanns left the patio doors unlocked because they could only, I mean, you could only lock the patio's doors from the inside. Um, previous nights, they had used the front door to check on the kids, but the lock, like locking the door and unlocking the door was quite loud and it would wake the children so that's why they decided that they'd just use they'd just leave the patio door open and just use the patio door to check on the children um at 9.05 p.m jerry returned to check on his children and notices that the position of the bedroom door is different to how he had left it when he left the apartment. Um, He walked in, saw all three children fast asleep and returned to the restaurant. 9.15pm, another parent, Jane Diana, checks on her children. Um, And she saw a man carrying a child wearing pink pyjamas down the street, which pink pyjamas were like the same as the ones that Madeline were wearing so she basically reported this sighting to the police and that was like the main suspect um and I've definitely I don't know where but I've seen like a sketch of a man carrying a child which was obviously used in a police investigation I think it's a very famous sketch and it's just of a man like carrying a child like I've seen the sketch in a newspaper somewhere um and that was like uh the a suspect basically and they were like looking for this man but six years later the metropolitan police concluded that this was just a British man carrying his own daughter home from a crash um And this man basically, I think, like, reported himself. He called himself into the police and just said that he thinks it might have been him who was just carrying his child home. And, like, six years later, they found this out. So that's not good for the case. Um, But the fact that there was a crash... um, like basically a crash is just like a babysitting service um, where 
you can pick your kids on holiday and then you can go and do whatever you want so the fact that there was a craft like why didn't they just put their kids in the craft um i don't know anyway so at 9:30 p.m um the McCann's friend Matthew Oldfield offers to check on the McCann's children and as as he checks on his own in the apartment next door to the McCann's so he returns and says everything is as it should be but he didn't really go all the way into the bedroom only peered in through the door um and Maddie's bed couldn't be viewed from where he was standing because her bed was like right next on the left of the door so you couldn't like see her um really um then at 10 p.m Kate McCann returned to the apartment to check on the kids um and noticed that the bedroom door was fully open Um, And as she goes to close it slightly, a breeze slammed it shut. Um, And this made her go into the room because, like, she was wondering where the breeze was coming from because there shouldn't have been a breeze. She closed the window. Um, So she went into the room and she notices that the window was open, the shutters were up, and Madeline was gone. She ran back to the tapas restaurant, leaving the twins in the apartment and explained they had taken her. Um, and, like, there's a lot of criticism of her for leaving the twins in the apartment. Um, when, like, the person who took Madeline could be out there, but I don't think this is anything, like, really bad I think just in that situation you'd be really panicked and you probably wouldn't be thinking straight um so I guess like the quickest thing to do is just run back and like try and get people's attention I don't think that's anything too bad but what is weird is that when she ran back she said they've taken her um like that was the the first thing she said um and a lot of people think this is weird and this is like one of the reasons why people are suspicious of the parents because she exclaimed they've taken her instead of like maddie's gone um or something but i i don't think that's weird either i guess you just want to get people's attention um and like probably the worst scenarios are going through your head right now like you don't think oh she's just wandered off she's just hiding somewhere we'll find her you think someone's taken her she's gone um i guess and that's why she said that because that's probably what was going through her mind i guess i don't know i guess it is kind of weird but also like i wouldn't i don't i don't think that that's any reason to be suspicious of the parents um so they called the police immediately because jane tanner said that she'd seen the man with the girl but we've already said that this was just a british man taking his daughter home from a crash um they immediately told reception 
who who were the ones who called the police. The police arrived at 10.30 and then later on the National Criminal Investigation Unit arrived. Um, um, so the police conducted a search immediately um, that night using dogs, um, hotel staff, and guests also joined as well, and just locals of Playa de Luz joined. However, Jerry and Kate stayed in the apartment. Um, again, people are critical of the fact that the parents stayed put. They didn't go out searching for their daughter, but I think um, I think that's a pretty normal thing. I think when a child goes missing, like parents are advised to not look in case they find something that maybe I don't know maybe they don't want to didn't want to find or they I guess I don't know like that it's just normal um and so basically initially the investigation was not good at all it was really really bad and the Portuguese the Portuguese police didn't do a very good job um the apartment wasn't sealed off as a crime scene people were walking in and out of it which obviously contaminated the scene um that which is really bad um they didn't alert border police that Madeline was missing until the next day so she literally like could have been anywhere in the world she could have been on a plane she could have been on a boat um she could have left the country which obviously makes it a lot harder to find her um and interpol um which is the international um criminal police organization didn't put out a global missing persons alert until five days after the disappearance um which again like is really bad because like it should be it should have been known across the world that a little girl had gone missing um um and the first 24 to 48 hours are crucial in a missing persons case because the likelihood that the missing person is still alive just decreases obviously as time goes by um also the police officers didn't wear gloves or protective clothing um initially in the apartment so again that was really bad um so cadaver dogs were used in the search um which cadaver dogs are like not wrong hardly ever wrong i mean they're really really accurate at detecting um dead bodies and blood sounds also used or yeah um which they're rarely wrong um i in the madeline mccann documentary on netflix there was like a test done on a um dog who was trained to sniff out blood and they put like a tiny 
drop of blood in of human blood in the middle of a just like um a sheet or a towel i think it's a sheet um they washed the sheet two times so the blood was gone but um and then they put it like among loads of other sheets and the dog was able to find the sniff the was able to sniff out the sheet that had drops of blood on it um and he found the exact like part of the sheet that had the drops of blood on um so yeah basically cadaver dogs um are very accurate um all the time um basically the cadaver dog um went into the mccann's apartment taipei and alerted to the parents room next to the wardrobe behind the sofa which was against the window in the living room um and human blood was also sniffed out by the by dogs behind the sofa as well um in the parents rented car um in the boot of the car human blood was detected by dogs and um so that's also another reason why people are suspicious of the parents like why would a dead body um why did dogs alert to there being a dead body behind the sofa and blood behind the sofa um so on so basically initially like they didn't find anything all they had was the sighting by Jane Turner um which didn't end up being true so they basically had nothing um and uh maybe that's because of the mistake that police made um on the 4th of May the McCanns made an appeal which could have helped or hindered the case um they described the sadness and despair they felt and pleaded for their daughter back um so it could have helped the case because like they i guess like for someone who has taken a child they like seeing the parents um might make them want to like give the child back um i don't know if that ever helps though i don't know if appeals by parents actually help cases um when a child has been taken um and obviously it could have hindered it because now they know the person who took madeline knows that the police are coming for them and people are looking for them and looking for her and that would make them want to like run away even more so i don't know
the 30th of May, Tame Jerry McCann began a series of trips around Europe to look for their daughter in Rome, where they met the Pope, and then they just carried on going around Europe. Um, I believe they also went to Morocco as well, and North Africa. Um, there was a search for her in Morocco, because there was like a sighting of a blonde girl, in some mountains in Morocco that it turned out to just be, I think it was Morocco, I'm pretty sure it was, um, but yeah, it turned out to just be a local um, who had blonde hair. So, on the 7th of September, Portuguese police announced that they believe the parents are involved in the disappearance and named them both Arguidos. Arguidos, which basically just means like person of interest um, in the case. Um, and the Portuguese police like kind of painted the McCann parents in a certain way that definitely made them seem suspicious and they lied about the McCanns as well just to make them seem like they were involved. Um, I'll talk more a bit. I'll talk. Uh, I'll talk a bit more about that later. Um, and then on the seventeenth of July two thousand and eight, the Arguido status was lifted. Um, so since her disappearance, there have been many false sightings of Madeline, and false alarms when it comes to her being found. Um. Like, there have been a lot of sightings all over the world. There have been bodies found in Australia and New Zealand that people have thought were Madeleine McCann, but weren't. Um, by the 27th of April 2017, Metropolitan Police had ruled out their only four suspects. So, the case went like kind of cold and the police like didn't really do a lot in the case because there wasn't much then to go off of there have been so many sightings all over the world um like one in the same day there's been a sighting of her in like australia and then another sighting of her in South America, so um, it's kind of crazy. Um, and more than eleven million pounds has been spent on the Met Police inquiry, known as Operation Drains, since it began in two thousand and eleven um, in the search for Madeline McCann, and like nothing has been found really. I mean, a lot has been done. Um, but nothing major has been found. So in 2017, um, Jenny Murad, who is the mother of Robert Murad, who was a suspect in the case, um, but he was ruled out because, um, I don't know, I guess he had an alibi or something, but, um, Robert Murad became the translator in the case, 
between like the I guess the McCanns and the police um he was just asking a lot of questions and about of, about the case and he, newspapers came, became suspicious of him way like I said Robert Murad was ruled out and I kind of feel sorry for him because he was treated really badly by the press and the police and like he was called a lot of names and stuff but I think he was just trying to be nice and just like doing a nice thing for the for the case um and just like helping out by translating because he he like lives in Portugal or he has a house in Portugal or something and he speaks Portuguese so um I think he was genuinely just trying to help out but anyway his mother called Jenny Murad um told the BBC that she had driven past 5A the night that Madeline disappeared and had seen a young woman in a plum coloured top acting suspiciously outside the McCann's apartment and seen a small brown rental car driving the wrong way down a one-way street um because the Murads lived near the resort um like a couple of streets away I think so very close but like why did she only report that in 2017 10 years later that would have been really helpful like if she'd said it um straight away so that's kind of again another annoying thing um about the case um anyway there hasn't really been anything else um that like there's been a lot of dead ends like i said a lot of false sightings um this is a really sad case because obviously a little girl was taken away from her family and that's so sad um and i don't know if i still think if i think that madeline mccann is still alive um i don't know how she how could she just disappear without a trace um uh yeah and i honestly like don't know what i think happened to her um and like why her why not another because all the McCann's friends also left their kids in the apartments apartments alone and she was the only one taken I guess because it's like the closest to the outside um like on the outside of the block of apartments um I don't I definitely don't think she could have wandered off because I mean no I think there was a stair gate at the top of the stairs to the patio and I don't think a three-year-old would climb out the window of their bedroom I definitely think she was taken by someone which is really sad um anyway um this is the end of part one
in part two, I'm going to talk about theories of what might have happened to her. Um, definitely say what you think, um, your thoughts in the comments or DM me on Instagram. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. See you in part two.